You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. The law feature on Classic Business is brought to you by leading full-service law firm Weber Wenzel. Through an alliance with Linklaters and relationships with law firms across Africa, Weber Wenzel ensures that you have the best expertise wherever you do business. Now, it's been a busy few days for lawyers who specialize in media, communications, and defamation and freedom of expression law. The Cybercrime Bill has been assented to by the President, so it's now the Cybercrime Act. Maria Ramos won her defamation case uh, against the Indy, and in a land Mark access to information case against SARS over former President Jacob Zuma's tax returns, the FM and Amabungani claim a constitutional right to freedom of expression is prevented under current legislation, while SARS is uh, arguing that it's an individual's right to privacy that's so vital to tax collection that must be protected. And the man who has uh, fingers on all of the pulses of all of these cases is Dario Milo, partner at Weber Wenzel. Dario, welcome to the show. Hello, Michael, and hello to your listeners. Let's just start with the President's tax case. Very interesting, this. Just refresh our memories here, because Jacques Poe uncovered some very serious and credible evidence that indicates that uh, Zuma's tax affairs weren't in order while he was President, but as we know, the person's tax affairs are confidential. What are the FM and Amabungani arguing here? Well, in fact, it was the Jacques Poe um, revelations which triggered the application, in a sense, because... Michael, what happened is that one of the financial mail journalists, Warren Thompson, vended a PIA request, which is a request under the Promotion of Access to Information Act of SARS, saying to SARS um, that he requests uh, information about um, Jacob Zuma, Jacob Zuma's tax returns over a certain period, so that there could be an analysis of whether, in fact, the former president uh, was tax compliant or not. And that was, of course, triggered by the Jacques Poe allegations. Um, SARS then responded to that by refusing access to information and, and after an uh, internal appeal, they refused that as well. Um, and then joined by Amabungane, Financial Mail and Warren Thompson brought an application to the High Court um, in terms of the Promotion of Access to Information Act to get those records. And that involves, for reasons that, that I'm sure we'll get into, declaring aspects of both the Access to Information Act and the Tax Administration Act unconstitutional. And that really runs to the heart of the issue here, because on the one side, you're going to have SARS arguing that it's this very confidentiality that uh, allows it to discharge its function. It allows it to um, candidly and accurately uh, assess the taxpayers' uh, obligations. And if you remove that, it'll make SARS's job that much more difficult. Well, that is exactly SARS's argument. And... Of course, that's at the moment enshrined in statute because both the protection of both the promotion of access to information act and the tax administration act have what we called absolute secrecy. In other words, they say that information you give to SARS in your tax returns or other information is confidential without any exceptions at all, except the very narrow exceptions in the tax administration act. So for example, SARS can share your information with the NPA, with the SAPS, um, with the SARB and with other kind of regulators if they're uh, entitled to under their legislation. But certainly um, th- those are very narrow exceptions. And SARS, as you say, says, well, this confidentiality is so important because it enables compliance with the tax system and, and it encourages people to disclose and to pay their taxes. Now, what Amabungani and Financial Mail say, on the other hand, 
is that this blanket secrecy or blanket confidentiality is not justifiable in our constitutional democracy. And although we accept, um, when I say we, I mean um, on behalf of my clients, the media applicants, we accept that confidentiality of tax information, generally speaking, is a good thing and, and should be protected. We say that there should be an exception, which is actually the same exception that applies with all other categories of information under PIA, including by the way, national security information. So the irony is that if you apply as a journalist or a member of the public for information from the Department of Defense, let's say, and you get an answer back saying that under PIA, uh, there is a ground of refusal because it concerns national security, and you then go to court on that, what has to be looked at and you're entitled to look at under PIA is whether nevertheless there's a public interest um, justification for the release of that information concerning national security to the media, to the requester. And Empire has its definition of public interest where it says that there has to be, generally speaking, a substantial contravention of the law that the record reveals. Um, and and the, when one balances that against secrecy, the disclosure is um, it, it outweighs the secrecy. And, and one thinks, for example, about information that was classified um, in relation to the Nkandla upgrade. You know, that's information which was classified, um, in my opinion, you know, purely to avoid embarrassment mm. and not because there was genuinely a national security concern. Now, that kind of balancing where you say to a court, but in the public interest, I should get that national security information because there is a evidence of a, of a substantial contravention of the law. That's not available at all if you, you're asking for taxpayer information. And, and taxpayer information is the odd one out because all other categories, like legally privileged information, national security, confidential information, tax, you know, trade secrets, um, private information, it's all subject to this public interest override in PIA, but not tax information. And so. What Amabungani and Financial Mail are saying is bring tax information in line with all the other categories of information. It's anomalous and irrational that it has a blanket protection. And, um, and frankly, the facts of the Zuma case illustrate why there should be an exception, albeit a very limited one. Absolutely, absolutely. As uh, your advocate Bud Linder ar- argued, it doesn't mean that the floodgates are going to be open to taxpayer information if uh, Amabungani and Financial Mail succeed on this issue because the bar is set very high in, in this instance. And effectively, you're asking Judge Norman Davis here to, to give his opinion now on the constitutionality of various aspects of the Tax Administration Act. Yes, and, and that's really related to the issues under PIA because what we say is there should be this public interest override um, which applies in PIA to all the other information. It should also apply to taxpayer information. But then you've also got to fix the Tax Administration Act because the Tax Administration Act has this blanket secrecy provision saying, except in those very limited exceptions you know, that I've mentioned, um, some of which I've mentioned, you can't disclose as a SARS official to anyone. And all we've done there is we've said, well, that should be struck down and replaced with a provision that says, except if there is a successful uh, request under PIA. So the Tax Administration Act amendments that we would like to have, or or, uh, the reading in that we would propose to the Tax Administration Act, effectively flow from our arguments under the Promotion of Access to Information Act. 
And uh, Judge Norman Davis has reserved his judgment, uh, as far as I can see. How did it go today? What was what was your sense? Because for its part, and we, we've said, SARS is going to argue that individuals have a right to privacy in their dealing with the state, and and uh, approving your application would would have a devastating impact on the efficient collection of tax revenues, which, um, from an outside and cursory perspective, very shallow reading might seem compelling. But from what you've just said, you know, if the bar is set. Very very high. If the public interest is there, and there is certainly compelling public interest in the tax affairs <coughs> of the former president, it runs to the heart of state capture, it runs to the very <coughs> central issues around the future of our democracy, um, the, the balance seems to be swaying in, in one particular direction. What was your sense? I think it went well. You know, it's a case where all parties had um, good representation. I mean, SARS, for example, had from Trengrove, who was arguing for them, and he put up a very good argument um, along the lines that you are suggesting, um, and also throwing in the angle that, you know, SARS is bound to a number of international agreements which require confidentiality, and, and this might upset those agreements. So those were the arguments that, that SARS made. The Minister of Justice made representations against this um, uh, application by the media, and so did the Minister of Finance. So, um, you know, there, there certainly are arguments to be made and that were well made on the other side. But frankly, we, we see the case as quite a simple one. And, and it's, a, it's, it's based on constitutional court authority. And the leading case, which we say regulates this, and frankly, which the other parties didn't deal with at all in their oral arguments, is the Radovan Kretscher case, where um, back before Radovan Kretscher was, um, was found guilty and imprisoned, he applied for asylum in South Africa when he first arrived here. Uh, and, and in his appeal hearing, he was refused that, and then he appealed it before the Refugee Appeal Board. And in that hearing, the media got to know about this happening and taking place and brought an application for access to that hearing. They wanted to be present while this was adjudicated. The Refugees Act has a complete blanket or had a complete blanket ban, blanket secrecy provision, much like the secrecy provision in the Tax Administration Act um, and PIA. Uh, in, and it said that you, know, you can never get any information about a refugee appeal hearing. And we challenged that on behalf of a number of members of the media. When it went to the Constitutional Court, the court said, in general, it's good to have confidentiality in asylum cases, in refugee cases, because you generally are dealing with very vulnerable people who are applying for asylum. Um, they don't want to it would discourage them from applying for asylum if they know that it could be made public. You know, they, they sometimes fear persecution and um, assassination um, in their countries that they're fleeing from. And it's a good idea to generally have confidentiality. But this case, the Radovan Kretscher case, illustrates why there should be an exception. And if in the public interest um, it is warranted, the Refugee Appeal Board should allow people to attend. And, and we say, you know, if, if in uh, the very sensitive and vulnerable context of refugees seeking asylum, you can have an exception and blanket secrecy is not permitted, then all the more reason why it can't be permitted when you're requesting the former president's tax records. Um, so, so we say that case, frankly, governs the dispute. And, and therefore, that, that's the first point. Second point I'll briefly say, um, Michael, is this, that SARS put up evidence to say um, it will have this discouraging effect that you speak about. In other words, that if people uh, don't get a guarantee of confidentiality, they won't comply. Yeah. 
with their obligations. And but we say the evidence they put up is actually doesn't prove that unequivocally at all. It in fact shows that there are many countries. I think forty eight percent was the ratio, which allow um, taxpayer. Um, which don't have blanket taxpayer confidentiality and, of course, the skies don't fall. And in any event, there's no, uh, as we see it, empirical evidence that directly shows the link between compliance and confidentiality. Um, because, of course, taxpayers know that their information can already be shared with the NPA, with um, yep. the, the Saab and with all the other organizations I mentioned. So knowing that in very exceptional cases, if you have committed a crime and your tax returns might reveal that and you know you are a public figure it might be made available to the media after a full court process potentially because you could always challenge it before it gets made public um, I, we don't say that that um, logically means that taxpayers will be less compliant than they, they currently are very interesting indeed uh, and as uh, i said earlier judge norman davis has reserved judgment he said it's a matter which requires careful consideration and uh, a written judgment so we eagerly await that sadly that's all the time we have for with uh, weber wenzel partner dario milo the law feature on classic business as always brought to you by weber wenzel with over 150 years of experience and deep industry knowledge weber wenzel is the leading full service law firm on the african continent and williams is standing by with your news after this Knowing that limitations exist and knowing that there are no boundaries to your possibilities. Combining knowledge and experience to provide tailored and commercial business solutions. Leveraging key relationships with global firm locators and law firms across Africa. That is the value of experience. With over 150 years of experience and deep industry knowledge, Weber Wenzel is the leading full-service law firm on the African continent. See the value of experience at WeberWenzel.com.